It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. Hello and welcome back to It's Your Own Time You're Wasting. Uh, my name's Jodie, I'm a maths teacher and this is my co-host. I'm Marie, I'm an English teacher and I'm very excited today Jodie because we have a very special guest. This is one of our special episodes on the secret lives of teachers. I'm a little bit nervous I have to say because you know I know we're consummate professionals, but still. I'm not going to lie. I had two emergency <laughs> wheeze because I was a bit nervous. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've not even made a cup of coffee because I thought I won't be able to drink it. So we're diving into the life of a teacher who is also a fossil hunter, which is a nice little secret sideline, I think. Yeah, I think it's brilliant that uh, teachers kind of can have this sideline because, I mean, we've talked about holidays. You do get that nice long summer holiday. You do. And you kind of explore those hobbies. Yeah. So, James, our special guest, would you like to tell us about yourself? Uh, hi, my name is James and I am a maths teacher from the Isle of Wight, but I like to spend my spare time walking around beaches hunting for fossils fantastic and how did you get into well let's talk about teaching first how did you get into teaching how long have you been a teacher uh so i i started my training uh two and a bit years ago so i started training on the job in the school uh during the covid19 pandemic Nice. <laughs> Baptism but, of fire. Yeah, this is actually my third year teaching, but only my second oh, wow. year teaching in a classroom. Um, That's brilliant. So you must have started with a lot of online classes. and. I, I was, uh, my friends joke that I had the easiest way into teaching because I started <laughs> as a support assistant in a classroom and then started teaching some lessons of other teachers mm. in their classes. Yeah. And mm. then the pandemic hit. Um, and where everybody was going online, all the lessons were set by the teachers and doing the mm. work at home. Um, none of those classes were officially mine yet, so all of the teachers uh-huh. who originally taught those classes did a lot more of the work than I did. It wasn't until the the summer of 2020 where I got my yeah. own classes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you missed out a bit, though, on that crucial experience, or do you think you've caught up? Um, I think I've caught up now, especially in the last year. I did a placement Mm. at another school for a few months, Mm. uh, just before the summer holidays. I went and taught another school on the island uh, and got a different classroom experience and stuff like that. And now I have my own classroom and my own classes, so I feel a bit more integrated into the school than I did when I first started teaching. Um, So you mentioned there kind of on the island, uh, James is from the Isle of Wight and teaches there. How's that different do you think than kind of teaching on the mainland I guess uh yeah it's it's different because where the schools are a little bit smaller you have less students in it and Mm. everyone sort of knows everyone uh your name becomes a bit infamous in a way um (laughs) when I was growing up everybody knew who my mum was as a medical professional uh, on the island and now people know who Mr Burke is and you always (laughs) know family members and stuff (laughs) and people um which is which is quite funny uh in a way but yeah. then you don't have the anonymity mm. when you go out in public so i can mm, just be popping definitely. to the shop for some milk like saturday morning yeah. in just tracksuit and everything and then out comes yeah. 10 of my students just round the corner yeah 
do they speak to you, James? Do they go, hi, sir? Some of them do. Some of them do try and run away from me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think you get that no matter who, who you are. Uh, every I think you do, that. yeah. <laughs> so how many students are in your school out of interest-ish? Uh, there is there is a uh, six hundred and twenty five. There is one hundred and twenty five oh, per wow. year group. That is oh, that's much small. smaller. Yeah, I, yeah, I taught it's in a school smaller. that had three hundred. Well, we have per year we, group. Mm-hmm. Sorry, James, go on. Uh, we have a smaller year group size per most of the schools on the island because I teach in a free school where we're sort of in between oh. public and private school. So they limit the numbers oh. and spaces and stuff. Oh, yeah, interesting. So, what is it like teaching in a free school? Um, it's, I think it's great, um, Mm -hmm. where they make a lot of their own decisions. Um, Yeah. There's more to do for each member of staff Mm -hmm. where we, we do everything Mm -hmm. ourselves. So there's no hiring out of, um, not uh, cover staff and all that sort of stuff. Um, If you work here, you're expected to plug in holes wherever, like just do whatever job's needed of you. Okay. Okay. But it creates a nice little family unit. We've got quite a nice community of teachers yeah. we're all friends we all spend a lot of time together oh yeah that, that sounds, sounds really lovely. good yeah so i think school should be a community that's what it's all about isn't it i think if you can get that in your staff it's so much better yeah it makes life easier doesn't it so what do you love about teaching james um i i like um learning i've always been one that wants mm. to know why everything works or what happens here so okay. i think i just wanted to get other people into that you know, I like talking about yeah. things, discussing things, yeah. and that eureka moment with, from somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's it's great when you when you experience it. Um, yeah. it's not every day. Some days you get, I oh, just don't get it, mm-hmm. or yeah. from from everyone. So yeah, yeah, and I think particularly with maths, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but people, pupils, and students, I think, are intimidated by maths quite a lot. I know I was, and I know my daughter is. Yeah, the um, word the word algebra just sends them into cold sweats. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, I did this. So I am uh, working on a new project at the minute and had to kind of sell it to my boss. And I did algebra because I knew it would look the fanciest. So I yep. started with algebra because it would make people go, oh, wow. Oh, this is, yeah. And yeah. they won't question you, Jodie, because they no. don't know what you're talking about. It's been very successful. Yeah, absolutely. Just in that, yeah. Great. If you can hide algebra into another question, yeah, you can just I say, oh, do you know how to do this? And they go, yeah, 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 I can figure that out, like a little problem-solving task about money. Yeah. And go, oh, you've just done some basic algebra there because yeah. I've given you an unknown value. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sneak the learning in, don't you? Mm. Yeah. You have to trick them into doing maths. Exactly. Do you get any of that, why we're doing this, sir? We're never going to do this. Oh, all the time. Mm. I, the most heard comment in my classroom is mm. I'm never going to need this in the real yeah. world or yeah. I'm never going to need this after school we get the same in English with Shakespeare why are we doing this miss why are we reading this I use I use a um a little bit of a story with my students because I teach in my year 11 class at the moment I teach the bottom set in our school mm-hmm. so a lot of them are really refusing to do maths they don't want to yeah. do it that yeah much. yeah and they go oh I'm never going to need this next year because I'm going to do hairdressing or I'm going to do building mm. why am I going to need this and I explained to them that a lot of the time with their maths GCSE it's something they just need to tick off the list as mm-hmm, such yeah. like they need it to get onto their college course onto anything now don't you um so I say to them I, I tell them the first line of uh, Romeo and Juliet and then I go I've never needed that in my life but I learned it for my English 
uh, GCSE, mm. so I could pass. I learned about Shakespeare, and now I've never used it ever again. Yeah, yeah, but you've shown that you but have I've, the skill. But I've learned it. So. Yeah, exactly. I did have. I had my hair cut a couple of weeks ago, and had a very long chat with my hairdresser, who works at the college teaching other hairdressers about the maths in hairdressing, and like yeah. it completely blew my mind because yeah. I just not thought about it. But like the angle that you pull the hair out to get it the right length, and I, I was like. That's just trigonometry. Yeah, it's it's surprising where we're going on to a bit of a maths tangent. Yeah, yeah, unintended, but it's great. I love it. I know. I always say it makes me start to itch, James, to be too (laughs) too near maths because I'm an English teacher. I feel the same way about English with my uh, my great dyslexia. I refuse Ah. to write anything down. Uh, if I can avoid it, but numbers numbers make sense. I can do numbers. I feel like I found a kindred spirit. Yeah. Here. I've got a dyslexic maths teacher with me. Yeah, I feel like I found my other half. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm the other way around. I'm yeah. all right with letters, but numbers, no, I'll get them all over the show. It's your own time you're wasting, so why not stick the kettle on, put your feet up, and have a cuppa. Ah, bliss. So, James, your sideline is running fossil hunts on the Isle of Wight. So how did you get into fossil hunting? Well, um, my actual university degree was in geology. So Ah. when I was at school, uh, I got interested in geology. Um, My high school, when we had high schools on Mm. the island, um, they did a geology GCSE. And I was like, oh, picnic, another science. Yeah. Uh, and then I just sort of found it interesting because it's something I've never mm. done before. And the idea of just learning something new it interested me. And I got to go outside a lot because mm. <laughs> geology is all about going and actually visiting the sites. Yeah. So I did a degree in geology. And every summer, holiday from university, I'd come back to the island because it's, it's like having a holiday home. Mm. Yeah. I'd yeah. my mum's house yeah. so I could stay in. And I decided to do some work whilst I was here. And I approached a. Um, company on the island that did the fossil hunts mm. and just said have you got any work going I'm you know doing a geology degree I know my stuff I've lived on the island most of my life can, mm. can I be of any help and it started off doing one or two trips as like the second person so there was some another yeah. guy leading it and because yeah. they had over a certain mem- an amount of people on it they needed a second member yeah. of staff right um and then they knew I was free during all of the holidays and stuff. And yeah. at the end of the year, at the end of the school year, when the university mm. students are off, all of like the primary schools go on residential ah, trips. Yes. Of course, yes. So I used to run the uh, some of the trips and I'd take the oh, school nice. groups down to the beach yeah. and teach them that. And I, it's something I just did every summer holidays and every time I was back on the island. Uh, I made friends with the person who ran the business and uh, even then when I finished university and I, I had another job and I was doing other things um, I'd still get a text from Jenny every now and again saying oh can could you could you help out are you free this day are you free that yeah. day could you do Aww. another trip do you think those uh, school trips is what inspired you to be a teacher or a, a little bit I did really enjoy yeah. doing them mm. uh, but the difference is I didn't have to do any of the behavior management when I yes. was doing yeah. it when I was, I was just gonna trips. say that you you're going to do the nice stuff <laughs> yeah 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 the cream of teaching yeah just being the excited person talking about rocks for an hour running up yeah. down the beach it was great fun but, yeah, um, it's a little difficult amazing. when it goes into a classroom 
Mm. What's the best thing you've found on one of your tours then? Uh, I found three iguanodon vertebrae <gasps> right next to No the way. That was, that was me personally. Oh, wow. um, we had some of the people on our trips. We found fossilized turtle shell that hasn't been discovered for a really long time. We found some really old um, shark's teeth and alligator teeth. Um, oh, wow. There was a jawbone found on one of them. So it's really interesting stuff. Uh, mm. I get quite jealous sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous just hearing <laughs> about it. There, there's, a, there's a type of fossil called a micraster echinoid. So it's like a little mm-hmm. sea urchin thing that wraps mm. itself mm. around a rock and they form on little heart-shaped rocks and they look like starfishes wrapped around these heart-shaped rocks. Okay. I'd been doing fossil hunting on the island for five years and never found one. And this like six year old comes running up to me and goes, "Is this anything?" And I couldn't believe it. I was, <laughs> how did they find one in their like half an hour on the beach, amongst my six years of doing it? Oh, charming! <laughs> that, it? It's just yeah. charming. I love fossils too. And this summer we went to Saltwick Bay, which is just past Whitby. Yeah. And the most exciting thing that I found was an ammonite. Um, but it's still in the rock and I can tell it's an ammonite because I've got the edges of it going round. Yeah. But I daren't break the rock open because I don't know how to do it without destroying whatever's on the inside. Yeah, they're really difficult to extract if you don't have the right tools. So when I was was doing it at university, I'd take stuff back with me to the labs and try and extract Ah. stuff. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have ammonites on the Isle of Wight because I I do love ammonites, but they're not the right age group. Um, Oh, so which, which... Time because it's the Jurassic Coast, isn't it? Up at the in the yeah, heading northeast. further west. So yeah. we, we have a lot of Cretaceous and Jurassic rock. So it's all right. the dinosaur stuff. So it's all oh, it's that's a bit cool. That re- people really like to yeah, yeah, that is really cool. And you know your iguanodon spine yeah. bits that you found. I'm sure you had a better word than that. But uh, you know vertebrae I mean. was the word I vertebrae, used. Vertebrate. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Were they were they in position? Were they all like from the same? Uh, or did you find them separately? I found them separately, but they were right. they were almost like right they were right at the base of a cliff and they were about mm. two foot apart, ah. like in a little radius. So, yeah. um, I, you can assume they're from the same burial because they're all the right yeah. size and they would yeah. they would. Is there fit. a way to test that? Um, sort of without without fully breaking my samples. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've just right. sort of kept okay. them. I know I've identified them. I know what they are, and they they sit pride of place on my desk at home. So, nice. so what experience? What advice? Sorry, would you give someone like me who has never found a very good fossil? What what advice would you give me to find something better and cooler? Uh, top tip is always just to be looking down at your feet. Uh, it sounds really funny, but if you're just always looking just at the ground, something will. Yeah. You know, your eyes will be attracted to something, especially on the island where all of our dinosaur bone is black in colour because of the carbon-rich material above it. So if you're just wandering along the beach and you see something jet black in colour, I always go and pick it up because Mm. it could be something. Yeah, that's it. And once you get your eye in as well, you start seeing them everywhere. That's what I found. Once I'd found one, I sort of was tuned into it then and I was seeing them absolutely everywhere. Sometimes wedged between two big rocks, the tide was coming in and I just couldn't I couldn't get it out. <laughs> uh, I'd like 
to take a minute just to appreciate James's top. Uh, oh. I realise obviously you can't see it, but it says that's what I do. I collect rocks, which nice. is a great top. Uh, on the bottom it says, and I know things. So this, uh, this was always okay. my uh, my fossil hunting t-shirt when I yeah. take groups down there. Uh, so they know who to look for. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh, good plan, yeah. Picking up rocks, though, is, is just, like, I think it's a natural human instinct, you know, to look at your feet and pick stuff up when it catches your eye. Yeah, mm. I read uh, I read a book um, which takes a lot of effort for me. Uh, it's called the, uh, I think it's called The Art of Pebble Collecting or The Science of Pebble Collecting. Oh, really? And it was all, it was a really, it was a rewrite of a really old book that somebody yeah. wrote back in the, um, 1800s and it's about this guy's diary of him just going to the beach and looking at pebbles and finding all the interesting marks and colors and he didn't Mm. really know what they were but then somebody has read this diary these diary entries and then identified what he was actually picking up oh wow that's so cool my favorite book when i was a kid was by shirley hughes and it was an alfie and annie rose book and they went to the beach and alfie found his favorite rock and made it a scarf and everything and it was slightly traumatizing because he does lose the rock so most of my childhood it was called bunting or bonting i can't remember Mm -hmm. which uh, but most of my childhood was trying to find bonting on the beach oh bless i never found it i find it very soothing actually to be walking along the beach just looking at the floor Mm. and what looking for things Pottery is my latest thing to pick up. Mm. I found quite a bit of pottery and I found my first pipe stem in Whitby as well from oh, a clay wow. pipe. Yeah, which I was quite excited about. No one else was, but I was. Oh, now here's a question. Do you think you'd ever give up teaching and become a professional fossil hunter stroke geologist? If I could do just the the tours every mm. day, then mm. 100%. But it it the shame about it is it's not a job that pays like that well yeah. and you couldn't do it as a full-time job so it's really nice to have it as you know something extra to do during the summer yeah. holidays yeah. um but I, I, as much as i come home and claim that i dislike all the children i teach i don't no, uh, i no. do really care for a lot of them and i really enjoy seeing their happy little faces most days when they come in and tell yeah. me the, their brand new bit of information or what they did over the weekend so yeah yeah i think teaching teaching's the job for me now oh yes. how do you react how do your students react to your kind of side hustle do they i'm guessing they know about it because so my my mentor class think i'm insane so oh, i have like 13 okay. students that i'm in charge of and they come see me every morning and take their register and everything um yeah. they they come in and they know that i have very few interests but the ones i do have are really Mm. weird so they're like oh what do you do this weekend and they're fully expecting me to say oh i dug into a cliff to find some prehistoric creature Mm -hmm. um and they just know that i like rocks and as a bit of a joke uh one year at christmas time they went out on their break time and some of them picked up a load of pebbles that we have near (laughs) near the back of the school and just brought them in and put them on my desk and went there you go christmas present were Um, any of them interesting pebbles or were they just like pebbles it's all just pebbles that we have scattered around the site so (laughs) it was quite funny but oh i would have been quite pleased with pebbles i like you know piling them up see if you can get a big tour um, I was going to ask you something. Oh, are any of them super proud of you, though, for being, like, a fossil hunter on the side? 
I don't know. They wouldn't outwardly show that. My my lot are now currently just entering year nine, year ten. They are all oh, so they're going to be grumpy. They're grumpy teenagers now, mm-hmm. so they they act like they dislike me all the time. I know they don't really. No, they don't. <laughs> no, but it wouldn't be cool to say you're into fossils, would it? Oh yeah, it wouldn't be cool to say actually what Mr. Burke told me about rocks this morning is really interesting. No, no fourteen-year-olds really... ever said that. No. <laughs> No. no, true. Tell me about the journey from doing a geology degree to then teaching maths. Oh, so how did that happen? I um, I did my degree, and uh, right at the end of it, I actually, mm. um, unfortunately, uh, I was in, I was in quite a serious accident. I had to go to hospital, oh, so right. I didn't get to do I'm my sorry. final year exam. Uh, right. They gave me a consent to pass, um, yeah. and I had to move back from London back to the island. Okay. Uh, while I was whilst I was to recuperate, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I sort of, you know, got a bit healthier and got a bit bored, so I just got a job in in the local uh, bar down the road. Yeah. I was doing that for for a few years, three years or so, mm, just yeah. working there. And eventually, I realised that it wasn't challenging me intellectually enough. Yeah. I was I got a little bit bored, and I was like, oh, I didn't go to deg- uh, to university to pull pints. Yeah. Yeah. So I applied to work at the school I'm now teaching at, just mm. as support assistant, ah. as as um yeah. as an LSA in the school, and yeah. I was there for a while, and I did a lot of support in maths lessons, uh, right. and they they realised I was you know because that was what I was better at. Like, yeah. Wouldn't be any help in English. <laughs> oh, Mr. Burke, what's an adjective? I don't know. Um, <laughs> genuinely a child blamed a wrong answer on me once yeah. um, I've had that as well I've had someone ask me an adjective and I was like can't you ask me adverb because that's the only one I know <laughs> but the, uh, the they were they were about to lose a math teacher she was about to move on to a different position mm. and they had two uh, PGCE students in for um, interviews and they they said to the head of maths or oh, you know, would we hire these PGC students? And he said, yeah. oh, I'd rather yeah. have James teaching a lesson. That's uh-huh. like an offhand uh-huh. comment. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> right. I expressed interest and I was like, I'd be more than happy to be a teacher if you'd want me to. And it sort of just spiralled from there. Oh, that's lovely. That's brilliant. And every year I get promised that I will be able to teach some of the geology GCSE lessons. Yeah. And then every year a maths teacher leaves, so they need me to teach a oh, full timetable of maths. So, <laughs> so you do do geology GCSE in your school? Yeah, we do. We have a geology lab upstairs with we'll, we'll a load of samples. Um, one of the senior leadership team actually teaches geology here. Mm. um so everyone's a lot of people are really interested in it uh it's quite a popular subject at our school because it's something a little bit different yeah and rich is an amazing teacher i wish to be that man one day he's such a good teacher oh Oh, it's it's so good isn't it though when you watch someone teach and you just think oh yeah that that's where i'm that's where i'm going that's where i'm aspiring to him without the dad jokes would be the perfect <laughs> career. Oh no, you've got to throw some dad oh, jokes. Oh come on, in throw that in there. <laughs> no wrong with a few dad jokes. <laughs> we all like those. You gotta love them. Do you think you're? If you do get to finally teach geology, will you be able to do some field trips and stuff, or have you already done that with with your students? Yeah, they they do do field trips for geology yeah. from our school. 
uh, I haven't been available to go on one yet, which is oh. it's really upsetting. I oh, almost got irony. to go on the <laughs> the residential one last year, yeah. um, but unfortunately, somebody got COVID, uh, oh, which was no. me, so I couldn't go. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, so I, I'd love to go and do those things because we have the best location for it we can go take them down to beaches the yeah. a lot of the beaches that we could show them samples and different yeah. geological formations of what 20 minutes drive from the school so oh, we take wow. them out in a minibus and we can go show yeah. them those things oh that's perfect no wonder it's worth doing the geology gcse because you can you've actually got it there all yeah. the geology is just around you yeah, there's the difference to sitting in a classroom and showing them pictures and yes, talking about mm, it to physically go and getting your hands on this stuff and like Absolutely, seeing it in, yeah. in the real world. It makes so much more sense. I would have loved that as a pupil. It's It sounds really interesting, um, but I think a lot of our students take it for granted because we, mm. can, we can see the, the sea from the front of the school. We are oh, that close. Yeah. We're at the top of the hill. We can look down into the sea. And a lot of these children only know the Isle of Wight. They know yeah. about beaches. Mm. They're so used to it. Uh, a lot of the students that I teach, I tell them they need to they need to move off of the island just for a little bit yeah. in like yeah. their early twenties or when they turn eighteen, go to university, go get a job somewhere else, yeah. and experience life outside of the island because we yeah. it's very beachy and very slow pace of life here. Yeah, mm. uh, it's it's like a mini Cornwall uh, is what right. some people yeah. say. Um, I know someone from the Isle of Wight. What are the chances you also know them? We, uh, I've made this. I've, I've had this happen so many times. Um, there is, there is a high chance. I would say I, I don't. Uh, okay. But there is a high chance because when I was at university, I met. We invited the people who lived in the flat next door um round and i kept saying the island the island and they were laughing and they were like oh it's just we have a our flatmate uh comes from an island called the isle of wight so she says it all the time and i was like oh uh so do i and uh she came over and she was a few years older than me but i was like yeah. oh you're uh so-and-so's older sister <laughs> and so we knew each other like in this oh. really weird way <laughs> It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. There's not a lot they don't know about teaching. Huge, huge thank you for joining us to James. It Indeed. has been absolutely fascinating and I could honestly talk to you for like another hour. Oh, it's my pleasure. So thank you so, so much. We like to end our episode with Two Stars and a Wish, which is our little uh, celebration of what we've talked about today. So uh, Marie, do you want to pick your first star? Oh, my star. Uh, oh, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, I mean, we do it every week. It's not that on the spot. I, I know, but I've not thought of this week's yet. But just, okay. just give me a moment. I think probably my favourite message, my favourite story that you told was about the six-year-old finding the really nice fossil in half an hour <laughs> when you spent five years looking and never found one. I think that's probably my star moment. What I think you, my star is there's a couple of moments where you're talking about different types of fossils and I was just nodding and smiling and I felt like I was in a science lesson about 14 years old and just being like I'm gonna pretend I understand this but it was really cool kind of the energy coming off of you and how excited you were it was just brilliant so that's why it's my star oh I love I love talking about rocks 
Um, okay, so Jodie, what would your wish be? I'm going to wish that James gets to teach his geology GCSE. Oh, that's Because nice. I feel like you've earned it. So fingers crossed for next year. Yeah. What, would, what about you guys? Go on, James. What would oh, your wish um, be? I'd wish that more schools would go out and take people to beaches so they can go look for rocks. Just getting more people picking up rocks and having a look. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, the same thing. I wish just field trips in general would be increased because it makes such a difference. But do you know, technically, you are not allowed to remove anything from a beach in in Britain. I was just about to ask this. Mm. I was going to say, James, before we go, I do have to know, am I allowed to take the fossils home or am I supposed to leave them? You, You are allowed to take the fossils home. If it is a loose impediment, you are allowed to pick it up and carry it away uh, with okay. you. Right. So a loose impediment means it's not it's attached. Just, it's just not attached to anything. You can dig yeah. it out of the, the cliff or the floor. I'm with but you. But if it's just rolling around on the beach, it's free for you to pick it up. That there you go. Fair. That's a helpful tip as you go fossil hunting. Yeah, too right. And as as I do go fossil hunting fairly often, I will remember that. Although I can't remember the terminology, but I remember if it's loose <laughs> and floating about, I can have it. So that's enough. I mean, if it's floating yeah. about too much, something's wrong there, Marie. You're, you're deep in the sea at that point. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I have been known to get cut off by the tide while <laughs> hunting for fossils, to be honest. Oh, yes. uh, but we'll talk about that another time, perhaps. So once again, just massive, massive thank you for joining us. It has been such a pleasure and yeah. hopefully we'll have another chat sometime. Yeah, thank got... you for inviting me. I, I love I love these kind of things. So it's been, it's oh, been a pleasure and an honour to be part of your podcast. Oh, oh thank you, thank so, you much. so much, James. Yeah, we've really enjoyed it too. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.